afternoon or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Thank God for what I feel in the house of God today, amen. Are you grateful for what you feel? Grateful for his presence? I don't want to take that for granted. You know what? There are people going to churches all over Canada, and many of them are not feeling God today, but I thank God in the house of God. As we begin to lift up our voices in praise, we can sense his presence, and he is here to minister. I don't care what you brought. I do care. It doesn't matter. I said, maybe it's better words. It doesn't matter what situation you brought to church with you today. There's a God in this place. Amen? The presence of Almighty God is in this room. And He can heal. He can deliver. He can set free. He can transform hearts and minds and lives. God is able to do that today. Amen? And that's what the book says. That's what this Word of God says. And I trust His Word Today, you've been standing for a while. I'm going to let you stay seated. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures in your presence. And uh, I'm going to read several throughout the Word of God and and through this message. But right now, I'm just going to read from 1 Kings. So if you want to turn to 1 Kings chapter 18, it'll be on the screen as well. Um, Just a great, great passage in God's Word about what God does in the life of the great prophet Elijah. 1 Kings 18 and 1 says, It came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go present yourself to Ahab. And what is the promise of God? And I will, what's he going to do? Send rain on the earth. Okay, there's been a, a long time with no rain. If you remember the story, Elijah um, prayed, the rain stopped. And now, it's, it's actually three and a half years later, it's been a drought. In fact, verse 2 of this chapter, we're not going to read it, but it says it was a severe drought. When there's no rain for a long time, things get pretty messed up. Most of the people in this day didn't have sprinkler systems in their lawns. You know what I'm talking about? And probably most of you don't as well. So, no rain. My my lawn this summer took a beating. How how many lawns took a beating this summer? It was a hot summer. And I'm telling you what, I didn't mow my grass in my front yard for probably six weeks. Because it didn't grow. They didn't have rain for three and a half years. Jump down to verse 41. A lot, lot transpires in the middle of from 1 to 41, but we're going to talk about that in the message. But verse 41 says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. Someone say abundance. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. Elijah went to the top of Mount Carmel. Ahab's eating and partying and drinking and, and food and fellowship. And, and, and Elijah, the prophet, he goes up to the top of Mount Carmel and he bows down to the ground. He begins to pray, puts his face between his knees and says to his servant, go up now 
Look toward the sea. And so he went up and looked. And the servant said, there is, someone say nothing. There is nothing. Earlier he's saying, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. But after he prays, there is nothing. Seven times he said, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time he said, servants talking, there is the cloud as small as a man's hand rising up out of the sea. So he says, go up, go say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Continue. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind. And there was a heavy rain. Someone say a heavy rain. He said, I hear the sound of abundance. Here's the promise being fulfilled. He says, there was a heavy rain. And Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. He girded up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. So we have this story, this great story. In 1 Kings chapter 18, barren, drought, severe drought, nothing is growing. Everything that was green and lush is dead and dry and there's no water for three and a half years. But then, we're going to get to the good part here in a moment, prayer was was made the prophet prayed and did the answer come immediately no how many have ever prayed a prayer and you're you're believing god for one of his promises you you prayed a prayer and and you haven't received the answer yet hands are raised around this room you're praying prayers you're believing god You're asking God for a healing in your body. You're asking God to save a loved one. You're asking God to to perform a financial miracle. You're asking God about, you know, something in your future. And you don't see the answer coming yet. So far, what you've got is one big, fat zero from God. How many say, I've been there? You know what Jesus told Doubting Thomas, or told us about Doubting Thomas, he says, Blessed are those who believe and they've not yet seen. When you're seeing nothing and you're still trusting in Almighty God, when you're you're seeing nothing come through with your prayers and you're still holding on to God's word, that is something to be encouraged about. Just keep holding on because God is going to come through. Because God's promises are true. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, it's called the faith chapter. We, we know this chapter, it's the, the faith, the hall of faith. People that had faith in the word of God. It starts out, the New Living Translation, I like the way this reads. It says, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. What do you believe in God for? What are you trusting God for? What's the miracle? What's the promise? What what is it in your life that you haven't seen yet, but you're believing God for it? Faith is the confidence. Someone say confidence. 
It's the confidence that what you're hoping for, what you're believing for, what you're trusting God for, it's going to actually happen. It goes on to say, it gives us assurance. Someone say assurance. It gives us the assurance about things we cannot see. I may not be healed yet, but I'm trusting in Almighty God. I'm believing the Word of God. It's going to happen. I may not have seen my financial miracle yet, but I'm confident that it's on the way, that God's going to show up, that it's going to come through. I don't know how He's going to do it, but I'm believing that God's going to do it. Amen? Faith is the confidence that what we're hoping for, what we're praying for, what we're believing God for, it's really going to happen. You know, faith is one of those things that some of us are better at it than others. It's simply a, a, a trust in Almighty God. It's a trust in the Word of God. It's, it's a blind trust in something that's actually going to take place. It's not something that has no merit. It's not trusting in something that is meaningless. You know, people tell you things all the time. Don't trust a lot of things they tell you because they're not going to come through. But when Almighty God gives us a promise... When Almighty God says something's going to happen, you can trust it. It's not a blind faith. It's not a foolish faith. But it's putting your confidence, it's putting your assurance in the Word of God, something that is certain, something that is tried, something that is true. I place my faith in God's Word today. Amen? You can trust in a lot of things. And sometimes we do. We trust in our finances. We trust in our bank accounts. But I'm trusting in the God that owns the cattle on a thousand hillsides. Amen? We, we can trust in, in what we can do and what we can come up with, but why not put our trust in what God can do? The Bible says He's not just God. He's the Almighty God. I can trust in the Almighty God because He is going to come through because He's Almighty. You can trust in what your friends say. You can trust in what Grandma says. You can trust in what your neighbors say. But I'm going to put my trust in what God says. If God says it, I'm going to trust it. If God says it, it doesn't matter if I haven't seen the answer yet. It's going to come through. Amen? If God has said it, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to trust it. And God is going to show up. You know, God's Word is full of promises. Amen? You've got to read this thing. You've got to read this. God's Word is full of promises. If you have a situation in your life, and all of us that raised our hand and said we have something we're praying for, and God hasn't come through yet, I challenge you this week. You go find a promise that aligns with your situation in the Word of God. Go find it and get that Scripture. Memorize that Scripture. Pray that Scripture. Tell God about that Scripture. And God will show up. There's promises of he healings. There's promises of blessings. There's promises that he's going to lead you. He's going to direct you. There's promises that he can deliver you. He, there's promises that he's going to save you. There are, there are so many promises in his word. And I thank God that the word of God says in Matthew 24 and verse 35 that even though heaven and earth will pass away, my words will by no means pass away. This word of God is settled. It's sure. It's, it stands. It's going to stand the test of time. And you can go to your grave believing what God has said. And it will come to pass. I don't know if you guys believe that today or not. 
Hallelujah. Do you believe that today? Do you believe the word of God is true? We're wasting our time coming to church if we do not believe what this book has to say. This book is life. This is not just a, a dusty old book to take off the shelf from time. This is God's holy word. It's the living word of God. And when God gives a promise, those promises will come to pass. Elijah in this 1 Kings chapter 18, the Bible says that the promise came that I will send rain upon the earth. That was the promise from God. It's been dry, and it's been dead, and it's been barren, and it's been like a desert. But you know what? The promise is rain is coming. Someone say rain is coming. You know what? We, we sometimes, we, we find these promises in God's word, and, and, and we say, well, God, there's the promise. I want it. We, we, we live in the society that we expect the promise to come immediately. We expect the answers to show up. As soon as we read, oh, that, this is for me. I'm going to claim this one. And, and sometimes that happens. But sometimes it doesn't happen quite so quickly. Many times we're expecting things to show up and happen in our time. But I want to tell you today that sometimes between the promise and the fulfillment of that promise, there's some junk to live through. How many have ever lived through a little bit of that junk? Between 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 1, which we read this morning, which the promise that rain is going to come on the earth, and verse 41, which was the, or 45, I guess, was when the fulfillment actually took place, there was some stuff that happened in Elijah's life. The Bible says just a couple of things that I, I pulled out of this chapter, that he, he ran into some fearful people in the chapter. The Bible tells us that there was a servant by the name of Obadiah that was fearful, and Elijah has to deal with this fearful individual, number one. Number two, Elijah had to deal with some ridicule. He told the king, Ahab, rain's coming. And what did King Ahab have to say about it all? He, he begins to, to mock the prophet. He begins to taunt the prophet. He begins to call the prophet names. He goes, oh, you troubler of Israel, you. Like, that's what he dealt with. The promise was the rain was coming. It hasn't come yet. And he's dealing with this king who's not receiving the promise, and he's beginning to call him names. You're a crazy guy. You know what? When you have a promise from God and you're holding on to a promise, not everybody in your family, not everybody in your circle, not everybody at work is going to believe the promise. You know what? They're, 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 they, if they hear about the promise and what you're expecting God to do, they might even make fun of you. They might mock you. They might ridicule you for standing and holding fast to God's word. But don't let some ridicule, don't let some, some heathen person come into your space and ridicule you. Stand fast on the promise. Hold fast to the promise. These are things that happen between the promise and the fulfillment. And then in the, the middle of this chapter, Elijah has to have this great big spiritual fight. I want to tell you, when you're living for God, there's some spiritual fights to be had. When you're, when you're walking with God, you're going to go through some stuff. When you're walking with God, you're going to have to face some spiritual fights along the way. And so we, we have this whole account of the battle that Elijah had to have. And, and it was the, the, the prophets of Baal, the 450 prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. And, and, and so there was this battle between this one guy 
the prophet Elijah, and 450 prophets of Baal. And we know the story, if you've been around church at all, how that, you know, the, the Elijah said, well, we're going to have this we're going to have this sacrifice and we're going to pray to our God and the God that answers by fire, he is the true and living God. So, of course, Elijah prayed and I, I, I think that someone said or I counted or whatever, there's 63 words in that prayer. He prayed a prayer of 63 words. The other prophets, they'd cut themselves, they'd beat themselves, they'd cried out all day long. That They had called out on their God, Baal, to come and answer, and Baal didn't show up. Elijah says, okay, it's my turn. He steps up, prays this simple 63-word prayer, and boom, the fire falls from heaven. Consumes the sacrifice, consumes the rocks, consumes the water, all the stuff that was there. So, between the promise... And the fulfillment of your promise, you got to go through some stuff. Elijah went through a lot of junk to experience the promise. But he was bold. When he heard the promise that came from Almighty God, he stood before King, wicked King Ahab, and he proclaimed the promise. There were no clouds in the sky. There was no, no, no storm clouds coming. There was no smell of rain in the air. And he boldly tells wicked King Ahab, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Someone say abundance. He proclaimed it in faith. There had been no rain for three and a half years. There had been famine. There had been desolation. Everything that was green was dead. The streams had dried up. The crops were no longer growing. And he's proclaiming an abundance of rain. In a dry and thirsty, dusty, barren condition, he proclaimed the promise. What are you doing in your situation? You haven't got an answer to your prayer yet. Are you whining and complaining? Are you pouting about what God's not done? Or are you standing on the promise? If the promise is the promise, you can stand on the promise. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter what she's doing or he's doing. It doesn't matter what the courts are saying. It doesn't matter what the pocketbook is saying. It doesn't matter what the bank account looks like. The promise is the promise. We've got to speak faith to our barren situations. Today I pray by the time we're done this message that some of you will get a hold of this and faith will arise in your hearts and you'll say, you know what? I've been down in the mouth a little bit of late, but I'm going to stand, I'm going to proclaim, I'm going to shout, I'm going to proclaim and declare the promise of God in this barren condition. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. It doesn't look like it's going to turn around. It doesn't look like anything's going to happen. But guess what? I'm going to speak faith. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Someone say, in Jesus' name. I'm going to stand on the promise. Hallelujah. You know, well, we must look past what we can see sometimes. Too often we're so focused on what we can see in our situation, what we can see in our house, what we can see in our physical body, what we can see in our bank account. We're focused on all that. But I, I challenge you, there's some promises in God's word. When someone's coming against you on the job, begin to declare the word of God. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Hallelujah. That, that's a promise in God's word. 
You know what, when you're getting beaten down and, and it looks like people are just jumping all over you and family and friends and whoever, you say, I am the head and I'm not the tail. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I come and I'm blessed when I go. You don't get, it doesn't matter how it looks. I'm a blessed man. Hallelujah. If you're dealing with sickness, the word of God says that by his stripes we are healed. It's not a might be, maybe so, hope so, maybe if I do the right thing. No, it says, by his stripes, we are healed. Claim that promise. Amen? So, so we, Elijah, he's, he's had this promise, and, and, and the king has come against him and has been mocking him, and the promise hasn't happened yet. He goes up to the mountain. Verse 42 says, Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel. And bowed low to the ground. And what did he do? He prayed. New King James says it like this. I got the NLT. He prayed. Bowed his down to the ground. Put his face between his knees. Doesn't say the word prayed there. But in the New Living Translation it says he bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. He was a man of prayer. He was a man of trusting in Almighty God. And you know what? I just want to encourage you. What do you do when, when God hasn't answered? Do what Elijah did. He prayed. He went and called upon God. He, he got his face into the carpet. He got his face into the sofa. He got down by the side of the bed. You might have to get down by the side of the bed, get down by your pew, get down by the sofa in your living room, and pray. And keep on praying. So he sends a servant off to, to find out what's going on. Go see what you can see. The servant comes back after he looks towards the sea and What'd you see? Nothing. Man, you know, we sometimes think that our, our little 30-second prayer will do the job. And sometimes it will. Sometimes God answers just like that. Answers like instantly, miraculously. But many times God doesn't answer like that. We were such an instant society. We like everything quickly the drive up this and the microwave that and you know we want that instant connection and if the speed is not fast enough we're complaining about it we're, we're just that that's if God doesn't answer today I'm done my wife used to sing a song back when she used to sing in church she used to sing this song it says he may not come when you want him but he's always right on time he's an on time God Yes, he is. You know what? We're, we're living life with this little noggin, your little noggin, and we have it all figured out, but we're not God. And we think we'd like to say, God, I want you to do it through that person at this time of day in this way. We, we, have a, we were telling God how to be God. And really, we've got to just trust God. God's going to do it when God's going to do it. Well, we got to believe that if he said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. So what did Elijah do when he prayed and nothing happened? The Bible says he put his head back to the ground and sent the servant off again. Time number two. Servant goes up, top of the mountain, looks across the sea, and what does he see? He comes back and says, nothing. What's Elijah do? Well, we don't really know. It doesn't really tell us. But I, I believe that he didn't pout and cry and whine, complain and go on and tell all the neighbors that he still saw nothing. No, he kept on praying, sent the servant the third time. Servant goes up and looks again and servant comes back. And what does the servant see? 
Nothing. You know what? When, when, I want to encourage you right now. When you're, when you're praying for something and the answer hasn't come yet, here's what I want to get you to do. Don't give up. Keep on praying. You know, the devil would like you to get, give up. The devil would like you to, to throw in the towel. But Elisha just kept on doing what he knew he should be doing, and that was more prayer. He kept on praying. I want to encourage someone today, when you're, when you're trying to get God to come through for you and you're believing God for a miracle, just keep on praying. Keep on trusting. Keep on believing. Keep on attending church. Keep on going to prayer meeting. Keep on coming to Bible study. Keep on giving in the tithe. Keep on living for God. Keep on trusting in Him because He's going to come through. Fourth time, the servant goes up on top of the mountain. He's looking. He, I mean, he's wanting to see something. Comes back down the mountain. What do you see, servant? Nothing. Like, wouldn't you want to see something? Like, wouldn't, wouldn't you want some sort of a sign? Wouldn't you want some sort of indication that God's doing something? Like the smell of rain or, you know, something? Wouldn't you like to just see a little something? Signs of some sort of movement towards you? Wouldn't you just, when you're, when you're wanting an answer from God, wouldn't you want just someone to phone you sometime on a phone call and give you that word from God or that scripture to bounce off the page and just, you know, wouldn't you want something? Wouldn't you want just that little feeling, okay, I got that feeling that God, God is with me. Yeah, he, 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 we don't sometimes have that feeling. You get nothing. What do you do? Go back to praying. Fifth time, the servant goes up the top of the mountain. The prophet's praying. He's looking. He's intently looking. He comes back down again. And he says, what did you see? Five times. Nothing. You know, by now, the devil begins to play with your mind. By now, the devil starts talking to you. Maybe you missed it. Maybe that promise really wasn't for you after all. Perhaps that promise was, was really just, it wasn't for you. It wasn't the word of God for you. Maybe you begin to doubt, and did, did I really hear from God or not? Maybe that was for somebody else. Maybe that wasn't for me. Maybe this promise, I, I'm going to go to my grave and I'm not going to have God fill this. The devil would like to convince you, would like to lie to you. It's one of his tactics. He would like to lie to you. He would like to sow seeds of doubt into your life and, and let you know that the promise is not for you. But Elijah, he bowed his head again. He sent the servant back up on top of the mountain again. Go look again. Servant goes up the sixth time. Man, getting tired of this thing. Servant goes back down the mountain. What do you see? Nothing. This servant was probably thinking the prophet had lost his ever-living mind. There's been no rain for three and a half years. Everything's dry. The rivers are dried up. The ground's all cracked and dry. How many times am I going to go up and down this mountain? Not a cloud in the sky. But Elijah, he was holding on to the promise that he had got from God. I hear the sound of abundance of rain, he declared to the great king Ahab. He had heard from God there's the sound of abundance of rain coming. You know what? He had seen droughts before. He know that droughts come and droughts go. There's going to be an end to this drought. There's going to be a rainy season coming. And I'm going to keep on holding God and keep on trusting God. It may be dry today. It may be barren today. But God is going to show up. My situation is not always going to be like this. God didn't promise a sprinkle. God didn't promise a few drops of rain. 
God didn't promise anything but abundance. Someone say abundance. It's not going to be a little shower that comes through for 10 minutes. It's going to be an abundance of rain. Right now, there may be nothing. Right now, there might be just barrenness. But you know, on the other side of nothing is abundance. On the other side of abundance, of, of nothing, is abundance. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. So he sends a servant up the mountain the seventh time. I'm sure this servant's a little weary climbing Mount Carmel, looking over the sea. I'm sure he's a little weary. When's this prophet going to be done with this mess? He goes up one more time, and he looks out over the sea. And the Bible says that he sees a little cloud. Size of a man's hand. Just, just a little cloud rising up out of the sea. Really not that much. Pretty insignificant. Just a little puff of smoke. Not much at all. He comes down and he says, what did you see? He said, well, I saw this little insignificant cloud. Like when you think of a, a man's hand, that's a pretty small thing when you think of looking over a sea. Just a little tiny puff of cloud. A little whiteness, puff of smoke over the sea. That's all the prophet needed to hear. Because he knew that God was at work. He didn't send the servant up again. He says, go tell Ahab, get on your chariot and get out of here because the rains are beginning to come. The rain is on the way. Verse 45 says, now it happened. In the meantime, that the sky became black with clouds and wind, and there was a heavy rain. Hallelujah. When you pray and nothing seems to be happening, I just want you to know we got to hold on to faith and hold on to the promise because God always keeps his promise. It, 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 faith works like this. You pray and nothing, 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 nothing. And then eventually there's a something. And when God shows up with a something, it's the answer to your prayer. And God comes through and God answers every prayer that you've been praying and holding on to God for. You know, the devil would like to, to get us to, to give up. He'd like you to get to stop about five times or six times. He'd like you to stop at time number three. But you know what? Today, I, I encourage you. I, I say don't give up. Don't, don't, don't throw in the towel. Keep on believing. Keep on trusting. Brother Andrew, you might be still praying. I saw your hand grow up. Keep on praying. I saw some of you put your hands up. Keep on trusting. Keep on believing because God is going to show up. You keep trusting him. It might not look like anything's going right. It might look barren, but God is going to come through. Because his word is true. Amen? You say, I've been faithful to church, and all I've got is a whole lot of nothing. I've come faithfully. I've, I've paid my tithes, and what did I get? Nothing. I hear the preacher preach, and nothing. I hear the singer sing, and nothing. I obey everything I'm supposed to obey in God's word, and nothing. But the Bible says, be not weary in well-doing, because in due season, you're going to reap if you faint not. If you throw in the towel, you might not get your promise. But if you keep on trusting, if you keep on believing, in due season, and I believe that for some of you today, there's a due season coming. There's a season coming where you're going to look back and say, that's when God came through on the promise. 
How many have had God come through in a promise in the past? You can look back with a shorty and say, God's done it in the past. He's going to do it again. Hallelujah. I want to encourage someone in this room, on the other side of your disappointments, on the other side of your struggles, that God has a blessing waiting for you. You might be in the middle of a nothing right now, but God can turn your nothing into abundance. That's what God does. You might be in the middle of pain in your body right now, but on the other side of pain, there's a healing for you. You might be in the middle of of a nothing experience, but on the other side of nothingness, there's an abundant blessing coming your way. You may not see it yet, but oh, thank God. I've got a faith in God. I'm not going to quit. You know, I I want some of the church of God here in this place to say, you know what? I I might not have seen it yet, but I've got a confidence in God's word. I've got an assurance in what the word of God says, and I'm going to keep on holding. I'm going to keep on trusting. I'm going to keep on believing. My faith is strong. The miracle is on its way. I'm going to stretch my faith one more time. I'm going to go up the mountain one more time, and I'm going to look for God to show up with a miracle. Don't give up. You're on the brink of your miracle because on the other side of nothing is abundance. Hallelujah. I'm going to invite you to stand there. Brother Jonathan, come back to this music. Sister Kyla, I I believe today and I felt this so strongly that there's some people here you've been praying for a long time about something. You've been praying for a long time and it's been a drought and you don't know what to do and you're ready. Some of you might be ready to give up. I just want to encourage you through the word of God. Today is not the day to give up. I believe that for some of you, your drought is is getting ready to be over and the abundance is getting ready to pour. God's going to pour out his spirit and it's going to be something. You're you're, you're getting ready to hear that abundance of rain falling on your life. One more verse of scripture while you're standing. Isaiah chapter 43 and 19. The word of God says, Behold, I will do a new thing now it shall spring forth shall you not know it some of you have been going through a wilderness but here's what the word of God says I will even make a road a pathway I'm going to open up a roadway for you through your wilderness And notice what God's going to do. If you've been in a desert time, if you've had a whole lot of nothing, you've been praying and it hasn't come through, here's what the Word of God says to it. And He says, I'm going to open for you rivers. Someone say rivers. Rivers in your desert. Hallelujah. That excites me today. God's getting ready to do it. There's no going to be a nothingness forever. This drought is going to end. God's going to come through. I just got to have faith in God that God, I'm going to give it to you. And God, in your timing, I'm going to trust you. God, it may not happen today, but I'm not giving up today. I'm going to trust you. Is that your prayer right now? Lift up your hands right now. Begin to talk to God about your situation. Begin to say, God, I'm believing you. You're going to bring rivers in my desert. Hallelujah. What you've been going through is not going to always be like this. There's going to be an end to it. I'm speaking to someone right now. The drought is almost over for you. It's time for you to receive the the abundance that God has for you. It's time to receive the answers that you've been praying for. It's time for God to turn your nothingness into abundance. Every head bowed and every eye closed in this room. I believe there's people here you're praying for something. 
and you want God to answer. You've been praying and you need God to show up. You need a miracle. You need God to come into your family. You need God to come into your situation to deal with your finances. I don't know what it is today, but I want, to, I want you to believe God. We're going to take a moment here and we're going to trust God. We're going to leave it at the altar one more time. We're going to let faith arise in our hearts one more time. We're going to believe that God's with us. God's going before us. That God's opening a roadway in the wilderness. He's opening rivers in my desert. He's going to do something new. Hallelujah. Begin to worship God, church. Begin to thank God. There's an abundance. There's an abundance that God wants to give you. He doesn't want you to live in a drought. If you're in a drought, He doesn't want you to stay there. He wants to open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon you, the Word of God says. I believe in someone today. You believe God. You trusted God. You prayed many prayers, but you're on the brink. All you got to do is pray one more prayer. All you got to do is push through one more time. All you got to do is give Him a little bit more praise and a little bit more worship. And this could be the time that the miracle takes place in your life. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram and on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.